everyone. Welcome to the Absolute Territory Cast, aka the Atcast, which today stands for AT Field Podcast because today we're talking about Evangelion. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can do a podcast like this and not talk about Ava first. You're so. not wrong. So this podcast is going to be a general discussion about animus and mangoes and, and games and all that all that wonderful all jazz. All those what have yous. Yeah. All those what have yous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So who are you? Who am I talking to right now? Oh, my now? God. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? <laughs> so my name is Swan, also known as Renu Online. And I'm joined by the lovely, lovely, bodacious, who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Soup. I go Soup. to school and read lots of books. And I pay a lot of money so that I can learn how to read books good. And then I go home and I misuse all of those skills to watch anime. <laughs> you could have been a Japanese major. Why would I do that? You could have been. <laughs> That's that would be the equivalent of financially putting on like one of those diva headsets and a shirt that just says "Hey gamers," and then going out into public and being very loud and obnoxious about the fact that I play video games. I game. You do? You, do you game? Yes, I've played a video game before. <laughs> there you go. You're a Japanese major. Easy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> if that's how it works, but uh, I'll take your, I'll take your word for it. All right, buddy. <laughs> okay, so we are going to talk about Ava, like we said. So just to start us off, we'll introduce what what Ava is. It's man, what a phenomenon. <laughs> Uh, for yeah, anyone, Ava's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot to unpackage as we attempted to have to to do. <laughs> it's Hideaki Anno's wild ride. It it is, it is like a coming of age story, but just just effed, just eff that all of that. Just <laughs> Shinji jacks it to an unconscious girl's body. It just happens. It, <laughs> it does happen. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. I'm sure you guys have seen the scene. It's a mecha anime, but but only like kind of like it lures you in with the mecha. That's that's what it does. <laughs> Angels are bad. They are bad, uh, and it's kind of like if Oedipus was an anime. Freud was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but actually, it is basically the anime that probably has had the most impact on anime ever. Mm-hmm. That's true. Which is. I mean, that's also part of why we have to talk about it, because it's, like, such a foundational, and I'm going to use the word text here, such a foundational text cool. in, like, the the discussion of, I know, I just, I read so many books. <laughs> this, is where, um, this is where your degree is going. <laughs> this, this is legitimately what I'm using my degree for. I don't have it yet, but one day. Um, no, but it is, like, a foundational text, um, and there's, like, a very clear line um, I think before and after Ava. Oh, absolutely. It's sort of like it's yeah. sort of like its own first impact. Oh, <laughs> that's an Ava reference. <laughs> that's a joke about Ava. Oh. Um, so obviously this show is really old, mm-hmm. and we're going to spoil it a bunch if you've never seen it. But if if, yes. you, if if you just if you've heard of it and you don't know what it is, 
it's basically like a kind of mecha. There are robots in it, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also a coming-of-age story, like we said, yes. kind of. Yes, um, yes. Because it's about a bunch of 14-year-olds and how the world ended, and now it's up to 14-year-olds to save the world. And understandably, that goes horribly, horribly wrong in so many different ways. Because, you know, relying on 14-year-olds is is the way of Japan. <laughs> I mean, listen, Japan's entire defense system is built upon, like, remarkable children. Yeah. So, is it any surprise that that was, like, the first place that Anno went? I, you know what, he's just reflecting the true nature of this country. It's just what it's like. It's, like, 14-year-olds everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is quite funny, because that's actually the exact opposite of what Japan is. It's just old people and, like, tiny babies. (laughs) And they're like, we need to make more babies. There's too many old people. Please, we're running out of babies. Everyone, please get together and have children. (laughs) Listen, it's not going to be long until we can make, like, human soup and then churn it out into babies that's what ava's about right that is is literally a part of ava by the way (laughs) um so yeah let's talk about how you got introduced to ava Ah. which i mean really i think is kind of everybody who has ever seen a single anime knows what ava is yes they've at least at the very least heard of ava even even the newcomers these days the the youngins have probably heard of Ava. those young children I have I have a confession to make actually. What's up? What's up? I had never actually fully seen Ava until 2016, September <laughs> of 2016. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. That's okay. So when I first I guess came across Ava, I was uh, might be in middle school. I might have been around Shinji's age. However, uh, I hated Ava <laughs> because mm-hmm. I didn't understand it at all. Um, I think it was it was. It was like I was watching like Adult Swim or something wherever they 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 premiered it like on Cartoon Network, and um, I think I jumped in on uh, one of the last episodes, uh, and I got really upset because the episode that I watched made sense even though it was very dramatic, and then the next two episodes were the ending, and if anyone knows Ava the anime, it has a a, a very interesting ending that you know. <laughs> It's just like a, a slideshow of sketches and such because they ran out of budget. So <laughs> I was very upset with it. Didn't revisit it until basically university. I saw some 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 dope fan art on Tumblr of it, and I was just like, you know what? Let's give it another chance, like on a whim. And then I watched it all the way through, and then I finally understood what it was about, <laughs> and I could actually identify with the feelings going on in these characters minds because i was older and i could understand and i had been through stuff as well unlike 14 year old me who had been through nothing (laughs) see ironically ava is a really good character study of a bunch of 14 year olds but 14 year olds just don't get it exactly like they're (laughs) which is hysterical and also i think the point i know and like so many people that i talk to who don't like ava they're like yeah i didn't get it and i'm like yeah no i understand i didn't get it either and they're like yeah i thought it was an anime about robots and then it wasn't and i was like yeah i get it (laughs) that's that's how i was too (laughs) i mean the thing is i knew what ava was and how like fucked up it was Mm -hmm. And that's actually part of the reason that I never watched it when I was younger right. in my, like, younger anime years back once upon a time. Right. Because um, I just, like, 
I don't know, dude. I was not ready for depressing shit like Ava when I was, like, 15. Right, exactly. Me neither. And uh, and it wasn't until, like, I got into university, I was just like, oh, I understand what depression is like. <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh, such. this is depression. <laughs> depression. Depression is when your dad hates you and you want to <laughs> fuck your mom. And also, all of your friends keep turning into people soup. Yeah, yeah, you know. T- turn in, turn into that that sweet sweet red soup. Uh, yeah. So to actually actually put into words what happens in the anime <laughs> for anyone who's listening and is and still like I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Ava starts off with our sweet boy Shinji. He just arrives in this new city. Uh, he apparently receives some kind of uh, communications from his estranged father, whom he hasn't spoken with in probably. I mean, I would say at least a decade, because he was, uh, af- shortly after his mother's death, when he was a young child, he got dropped off by his father at his, like, I guess, like, a teacher's um, house, and that teacher has been raising Shinji ever since, and the way that Shinji describes it, he doesn't really go into much detail, aside from the fact that he said that nothing ever really happened, it was a very peaceful but boring, like, situation, Uh and so you kind of get the sense that Shinji's been sheltered, I guess, up until this point. So he arrives at the city, uh, and it's under evacuation orders because this giant creature called what they call an angel is attacking the city. And uh, this woman named Misato, who's been sent by Shinji's father, comes to collect him in a in a sort of like come with me if you want to live style except she's very happy about it because she's a very happy person i love misato she's pretty great she's such a mood she she she, her existence is a mood (laughs) um yeah yeah so she's kind of like i almost want to say like a big sisterly figure to shinji pretty quickly on because you find out that uh she's uh, basically in charge of him. She's like kind of responsible for Shinji while he's at, living in the city. Um, and when they arrive at her workplace, uh, Shinji finds out that um, Gendo runs this uh, organization called NERV. And Gendo is, is Shinji's father, by the way. Um, and this organization is built to combat the angels. And you learn later on in the series that the reason that they're responsible for this is because underneath Nerve is something that the angels want. And that's why they continuously come after Nerve to get to it. And if they reach this thing that is underneath Nerve, it will cause what's called an impact, which is basically like an apocalypse for humanity. And uh, up till this point, there have been two impacts in the world in in Shinji's you know the world of Evangelion and the second one which is the most recent one wiped out half of humanity and so that's why they 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 formed this organization to to make sure that doesn't happen again (laughs) and uh so in the first episode after Shinji arrives at Nerve he is basically told by Gendo to, as the meme says, get in the robot. And the robot is this giant purple, green, orange mecha um, that is just waiting for him. And the angel is attacking. And so 
Shinji is thrust into the situation of he either needs to do what his father is telling him to do right now or the city gets destroyed by this angel. Um, at that point, he meets this girl called Ray, and you learn that she has been a mecha pilot for Nerve until Shinji's arrival. And whatever her last bout involved, it, it, it resulted in her being drastically injured. Like, she is messed up, just covered in bandages. She can barely walk. And, of course, Shinji, uh, when he sees her, he's like, what on earth happened? And he's not ready to get into this mecha all of a sudden and pilot it because he has no idea what's going on. He just arrived. And uh, Ray is just like, Ray could Ray pretty quickly ass- assessed that he wasn't ready for this. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll, I'll get into the Eva and, and fight the angel. And uh, considering she is just like hobbling, Shinji decides he can't make an injured girl go out there. So he decides to get into the robot and they throw him out there with the angel with, uh, I forget how much time he actually has. I, I want to say it's like maybe like two minutes to operate the Ava before it shuts down or something. <laughs> and he fights the angel uh, unsuccessfully because he has no idea how to operate it. And um, the angel starts beating the crap out of him. And the Ava runs out of power. It shuts down. He's trapped inside. And when just when the the angel is about to basically rip him apart the ava comes back alive again only it takes on this like really monstrous like organic i don't know ooky appearance or whatever beats the crap out of the angel like like shreds it apart like like a wild animal and then leaves it dead shinji gets recovered from the mecha and everything and yeah it just sort of proves the the idea that if you give something teeth, it's automatically distressing. Oh yeah, no the the if you see if you see the mecha like like as it is, it's it just looks like a robot, right? But then during this episode, the 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 plating on its jaw just like pops off, and then you see like the teeth stretching from its jowls, and you realize that this thing isn't just like a, me- a mechanical robot; it's alive. <laughs> Like, there's something in there that's organic. And yeah, that's, that's how the first episode basically goes. And Shinji starts living with Misato, the lady who picked him up, because Gendo, his father, doesn't want anything to do with him. Uh, he just wants Shinji there to be able to pilot the Eva. And you find out that Shinji is the only one who can pilot that Eva. And, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That that's- is... That is all you need to know about the first episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion Hideako Anno's yeah. Wild Ride. Yeah, exactly. And the, the series progresses from there on, on Shinji's, I guess, debates and battles on whether or not it's right to get into the robot. <laughs> I mean, he does sort of waffle a lot, which is understandable he because he's 14. Yeah, he's 14. And also his father hates it. His father is the worst. He's just, he just wants, it's so obvious how much he just wants to use Shinji. He doesn't want any kind of emotional connection with him, right? Like, despite yeah, the fact I mean, that they share a family member. Gendo Gendo Ikari is is up there on like the worst dads of all time list, and it's not even not even exclusive (laughs) to just anime. It's just like 
there's there's like worst dads list, like Forbes worst dad list of the year. <laughs> and every year it's just Gendo Ikari. It's like, you know, we know that he's not like alive like anymore or was ever because he's an anime character, but mm-hmm. he just he deserves this spot. He wins. He does. Every time. He always he always wins. Yeah. That's that's how Ava starts and it ends in a fucking like I mean I feel like we get kind of glimpses of the ways in uh, the directions that it's going to move in. But, like, God, the end of the series is just so much. Yeah, it's it's a lot, which we'll touch on that in, I guess, like, a bit. Of a, it, well, well, we'll announce, like, the spoiler section of this podcast so that anyone who actually wants to go out and watch Ava, if you haven't already, then you can do that. <laughs> That's a lie. This is this is no. the spoiler line. Oh, I'm oh, calling whoa. It right <laughs> There's nothing but spoilers from this point on. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yes, please. It's it's an it's an icon for a reason, and uh, I would recommend some patience and you know maybe maybe a drink or two, you know, just maybe some friends as well, so you guys can like you know. Get some friends and watch it all together. Watch that's, it all that's together. That's what I did. That's what yeah. I did. It's an enjoyable um, experience to to make fun of it and also like ask your friends questions like what just happened. <laughs> yeah, I watched it with the squad because you know anime night. Obviously, we have to touch on Evangelion. Oh yeah. I want, I want, I want. Listen, I want to talk. To, I want to talk about all the characters. Okay. All okay. of them. Okay. That's that was a joke that you can't talk about them. There's so many of them. There's so many. Um, but I want to talk specifically about um, Asuka, mostly Asuka, because yes. um, I I had a discussion earlier today actually mm-hmm. about uh, about Asuka, mm-hmm. um, and what's really interesting to me about about Asuka is that she is like she has come to sort of. Uh, represent the the i the idea of a of a sundere which yes. i think is really interesting mm-hmm. because that's exactly like the opposite of the point mm-hmm. um and i think i think this is like i it's hard like i'm i'm looking for words to express uh how i feel about this because i feel like a lot of evangelion gets um sort of flattened in the same way that uh, a lot of characterization can get flattened when it becomes, like, a popular piece of media. Um, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because everything about all the characters mm-hmm. is so complicated. Yes. And it's very interesting to me that Asuka and Ray, who are both uh, essentially um, supposed to be, uh, like you know, deconstructions and subversions of the character archetypes that they've come to uh, basically, like, represent. Um, like, I, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting... I mean, I guess I want to say that it's because, it, I mean, it happens with any older iconic series like this where it's like you want to uh, um, give the series to someone else in a bite-sized format right like you want to be able to just say oh this person is this type of character this person is that type of character and so for Shinji the stereotype for him is that he's just a whiny baby who doesn't want to do anything and and wants to run away all the time but then you get into the series and then you see oh he's actually like handling this fairly well 
for a 14 year old kid and he's just trying to muddle his way through this really crazy situation that no one has ever you know been through um and then his contrast basically is asuka who willingly threw herself into this and she's like that confident redhead chick who who and wants to show everyone up is very prideful and then you learn the reasons why she's like that and and why she tries so hard and so everyone has like a multi-layered you know persona that people just try to like squash together so that they can very easily you know tell someone oh she's the sundere or raise the the kudere or whatever (laughs) right well see that's i mean that's interesting to me though because i feel like um it's sort of i feel like it's almost on a on a layer like beyond that even because Mm. it's um more so than even like a hyper flattening it's like a it's like a misrepresentation of these characters ah yes 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 Mm -hmm. like the idea is um and this is what i think is probably the most interesting um in the case of ray like Mm -hmm. anno made ray specifically to be kind of uh off-putting and unsettling as a character yes yes. and Mm -hmm. people just fucking loved it Mm -hmm. and like that's really interesting to me because he's he's essentially you know like here's a character who is basically a doll isn't that creepy everybody and everybody was like that's so hot though yeah i i agree like he like she was kind of like that deconstruction of the main heroine right who's like got that chipper happy personality she's super fan servicey um whatever is super into the main character always she's just the exact opposite of all of that and somehow people still latched onto her like like their main waifu. <laughs> I yeah, see I don't I don't get the waifuing of like any of the characters in Ava unless yeah. it's Misato cuz Misato is the best. Yeah. Um because like they're just so purposely meant to be kind of like off-putting emotional 14-year-olds. Right. Um and like Ray Ray is like this sort of foil where she's the exact opposite where she's completely not emotional at exactly. all yeah and that's supposed to be kind of unsettling but yes. people were like but that's like real good and it's like well okay maybe anime was a mistake <laughs> which i I'm, mean the whole i'm, the whole fa- I'm fairly <laughs> which at this point i'm fairly sir i'm fairly certain has come out of ano's mouth just word for word like that oh yeah yeah he's definitely on the the miyazaki train of this entire like was everything was a mistake right like and that's the whole reason or i, I want to i don't want to say that's the whole reason but that's definitely a large reason why he made ava the, the way it was is that everything about Ava is a foil to your average mecha anime. And I think that's why a lot of people ended up being put off by it because they expected your typical mecha anime. <laughs> well, what's, in- what's really interesting about Ava is that it subverts popular archetypes. Yes. Um, that existed, certainly. Mm-hmm. But ironically, were basically like uh, boosted through mm-hmm. through the series. I feel like after Ava, we just see this explosion of characters that are Sundere and Kudere. And I mean, like, I don't hate a Kudere character, but mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me that that's the takeaway that we got from it. Like, that's what's popular about this series. Right, right. Yeah. It also, as an aside, it also just really makes me laugh when there's, like, um, like the commercial uses of the Ava characters. <laughs> like, like the UCC coffees, but they have, a- like, Ava characters on them. I love that. 
I love I just, the merch so of absurd. Ava characters. It's so good. You see Shinji all hot, bright and happy and fashionable. It's like, that's not that's not my uh, boy. <laughs> my boy is sad and depressed all the time. He is. He tries to be happy and the world doesn't let him, basically. <laughs> God, speaking, speaking of mistakes, did you yes. know that there was uh, an Ava bar? Like, you know how, like, <gasps> a lot of... So you know how a lot of anime in Japan have, like, pop-up bars where, like, yes. um, a bar will, like, remodel mm-hmm. and, like, they'll be, like, character-themed and, like, anime-themed. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article about uh, somebody who went to one and uh, they ordered the I'm the worst drink. Oh and they, they said that they said that <laughs> the color and the texture were distressingly similar Dis- or maybe it was like distressingly accurate i might have seen a post or two about this <laughs> oh that's good uh i mean that's see that i think that's the kind of thing that we should like see more of with with ava stuff like i just i want that fucked up shit i just i want it in there yeah oh that's funny um <laughs> and i mean like going, going off of that though um I actually really like the rebuild movies as oh yes um, as kind of like a as like a, a reimagining yes. or maybe even like a another timeline, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna say that a lot of the reason why I like the movies is because of the introduction of Mari because I think she's a really interesting foil to both Shinji and Asuka. I agree. Yes, she is so sur- like really really different from all of the characters. I feel like, uh, and I feel like that's super purposeful. Um, and I'm really interested in seeing where she goes because they show her briefly in the manga, like towards the end, and uh, her relation to Shinji's mother. And so it's like, what what's happening? Who what's between them? How are they related? <laughs> God, I've never I've never read the manga, mm-hmm. um, but I I just I think it's so interesting how like each of them is kind of their own thing. Yes. Um, I can't speak to the the manga itself, but because sure. um, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that I think that Anna uses the the medium that he's he's given in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's a yeah. lot of a lot of stuff in Ava that wasn't seen before, um, and is replicated afterwards, mm-hmm. um, especially in regards to both character depth, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there weren't you know deep characters before, but right. more importantly, I think Ava provides uh, sort of like it's almost like a wake up call to the to the Japanese like consciousness of this idea of the meta text. Hmm. Just the the very fact that all of the characters in Ava are um, put there for very specific reasons, and they're all meant to subvert some kind of popular belief or or, or like a character archetype, you know. Right. Um, Shinji is like the opposite of everything that your traditional anime protagonist is because he's fourteen. Like, right. In in doing that, they present a a realistically rendered fourteen year old, and people hated that because it turns out fourteen year olds suck. Yeah, and I think that's that part is interesting too because they they really enjoy unrealistic fourteen year olds, right? We only need to look as far as Black Clover. I'm just saying, like, you know, oh but. God, don't <laughs> stop! Oh, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I'll I'll take a Shinji over that any day. Uh, no hate to Black Clover fans, but I mm, 
<laughs> God, I'm imagining the screaming right now, and it's terrible. <laughs> You've inflicted this plague upon me, like some kind of Moses figure. This is the worst. Gosh, yeah. I yeah. I do I do think what's really interesting about um mm-hmm. about Ava is that it's so it's so like esoteric in the mm-hmm. way that it explores like these sort of Freudian psychological ideas Dude, um, yes. and ideas about like identity, which I think is really interesting because it's obviously oh, yes. a coming of age, it's like a coming of age story mm-hmm. for all of the characters involved because they're all right. like really young, right? But it dabbles so so much more in the psychological formation of identity. Yes. And I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I I think it's it's really great that they chose to focus on uh on the motivations of of indu- individuality, which if you end up watching until like the end of the movies and and stuff like that and know the ending of the manga, I mean uh, the anime, yeah, the manga too. They they talk about this uh, project called the Human Instrumentality Instrumentality Project, which basically circles around the idea of of everyone's individual consciousnesses con- <laughs> being uh, coming together as as one entity, right? No one has to think for themselves because you have this basically this one giant hive mind that controls everything, and it basically toys with the idea of well, being your own individual and finding your own place in the world is really, really difficult. So why bother? Just become one with us. And the way that both Shinji, Asuka, and, and Rei all struggle with that idea is, is so interesting because they go about it in very different ways. right? Like Shinji's struggling against his father, who is basically pro-instrumentality and... Um, Shinji has this, what's called the hedgehog's dilemma, where he's, uh, afraid of getting close to anyone because he believes that he'll end up hurting them. And for Asuka, she, uh, you, when you find out the reason why she behaves the way that she does and, and is so prideful in her work as a pilot and has all of that subverted by Shinji, she basically loses all will and reason to live because it gets taken from her because she believes that the only reason that she's around here is is to save everyone and and be the amazing Ava pilot that she is, and so when Shinji basically with his natural talent comes around and and takes that away from her, she doesn't know what she's there for, and basically kind of takes things into her own hands and decides that she doesn't want to be an individual anymore. And then for Ray, she was never really her own individual at least in her own mindset and she kind of starts to develop an identity through her interactions with the entire Ava cast and I I think it's so great the way that the story approaches this topic from all these different angles through different characters. Yeah, I really like the um, the ideas that uh, the show has about um, the ways in which we uh, communicate with each other because that's like um, that's like very in line with my yes. sort of uh, my sort of um, academic like uh, field of study. Uh, right. I'm, I'm really interested in, the ways which in which we communicate with each other and the ways in which that informs identity, which I think is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very interesting in Ava because it's 
um, this idea that you may be an individual, but you can't exist without other people. Um, that really your identity is, in a lot of ways, a reflection of the way that people around you perceive you. Um, right. And the ways in which that's like difficult to handle for a 14-year-old is, I think, handled really well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's identifiable for adults, too. Like, a lot of adults still struggle with that stuff and trying to find their quote-unquote purpose in life, right? This, and, yeah. Listen, <laughs> everything is meaningless and everything's made up. That's all go. I'm saying. Nihilism. Nihilism. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's, your, there's your daily dose of nihilism. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah, there is a very nihilistic tone to mm-hmm. the the actual show, yes. which is definitely on purpose. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think it's interesting that it does end on kind of a hopeful note, almost. It's, yes. It's ho- hopeful in the only way that, that Anno knows how to be hopeful, <laughs> which is like, well, okay, yeah, everything sucks and it's terrible, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe it's not that terrible. Yeah, I mean, it, it basically ends with Shinji he decides to not get sucked up into this mass hive mind and decides that he wants to try continuing to live with everyone, even if it's a struggle, right? He wants everyone to be their own individual, including himself, and to learn how to live and and find his place in the world. And then that's when everyone surrounds him and says congratulations because that's a really big landmark achievement. It is. It's it's an (laughs) omedito-worthy decision. Because that's, I think it, it very uh, symbolically plays into the idea of, oh, it would be so much easier if you gave up, if you just gave in to what everyone around you is saying and just assimilate, right? Just become the same as everyone else. And yes. you got to find your own place in society, man, and find your own identity, even if it's scary and difficult. Yeah. There's, there's a thing about um, Ava, which is uh, this idea that there's – always going to be misunderstanding because mm-hmm, language mm-hmm. isn't perfect and yes. there's always something sort of lost in in translation mm-hmm. uh, it's this idea of you know entropy i don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever heard of it <laughs> um yes and that's really interesting to me too um mm-hmm. because the human instrumentality project is supposed to fix that yes um but you know there are also problems that come with that that we yeah. obviously like and it's i think what's really interesting about uh evangelion is mm-hmm. uh, is the sort of like uniquely uh japanese culture that it comes from mm-hmm. um which is you know very different from american um or other western countries it's very collectivist um yes i so, agree mm-hmm. so i think the the struggles with identity um kind of resonate with us but they resonate much more strongly with an audience. And I think this is part of the reason it's so successful. Mm-hmm. It resonates so strongly with an audience where it feels like you are being assimilated and mm-hmm. it it feels like, you know, you might not have your own personality and that, like, right. it would just be easier if you just didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way that they show that in the anime, at least, is they... They show how ostracized Shinji is as the new kid in the school, right? Like his first day at school, he gets he gets socked in the face for nothing that he himself did per se, uh, but just because he's a pilot in an, in a in an Ava, and some of the people at school 
hate the Avas because they cause collateral damage and hurt other people, right? Yeah. And they continue showing that his isolation in the rest of the series and how how difficult it is to maintain your identity even in in this like apocalyptic dystopic Japanese society. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I I really like the uh the ways in which it also deconstructs Mecha. Like Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean obvi- obviously like they're the like the the really obvious like surface level like well okay they're not really mm-hmm. mechas they're actually just mm-hmm. flesh boys. They're just flesh yes. boys in armor. Yes. Um I mean it's 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 a pretty like stellar moment when it's like oh that armor isn't to protect the flesh boys. Yes. It's to restrain them. You're like, "Oh yes. shit." It's like, "Oh." Oh my god. <laughs> And then you learn uh, what's in those flesh boys, those flesh bods. It's flesh. It's it's flesh, it's flesh. and 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 uh, the souls of certain people who are not present in the series, aka uh, major spoiler. Uh, the reason why Shinji is the only one who can pilot the Ava unit number one is because that's his mom's soul in that Ava. That Asuka feeling that flesh boy is your mom. Yep, Asuka's mom is in number two. Uh, I believe Lilith, a piece of Lilith, is in number zero. Uh, yep, uh, and man, <laughs> I feel like there's probably commentary there too about Freud and such. <laughs> there's one. Well, I mean, so here's here's the thing about about uh, this the like psycho social like imagery in Ava. Obviously, mm-hmm. Anno has come out and said, like, well, if I knew this series was gonna be this fucking popular, I wouldn't have put all these crosses in it. Because <laughs> he was just like, I thought they looked cool, which I I honestly like right. I don't care if that's false or not. I really love it. Uh- <laughs> it basically treats Christianity the same way that people here treat like the Far East. It's like, oh, I've been on this Buddha diet lately. It's basically that, but in anime. It's just like, yeah, I guess we just put put crosses and shit. Uh, Your name is Adam. Okay, good. That's fine. Right. Like, he puts Adam and Lilith, and er all the angels die with a cross-shaped beam of light, and then Adam is pegged onto a cross-shaped, you know, it's a crucifix, basically. And then Misato has her cross-shaped necklace. Like, there's a lot of Christian symbology, and... It yeah, doesn't mean I, anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's basically what they came out with. It was because they, they thought it looked cool. <laughs> yep. That's... Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the psychosocial, like, imagery, um, the, like, Freudian sort of mm-hmm. Lacanian stuff is... Mm-hmm. It's hard to say um, sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's because it has to do with the, you know, returning to this idea of, like, it's a coming-of-age story, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's like, the Freudian sort of Oedipal desire to enter your mother. It's just a thing, you know? Yes. You, you, yes. Get, you get into the phallic object, you get inserted into your mother. It's just, it's a lot of, it, it, listen, there's it's a lot. Ray's, Ray's, Ray's fucking robot gets pregnant with an angel yeah, and explodes. Her, she yeah, dies and explodes. Yeah. And then Asuka's mecha, her 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 unit gets eaten. You know uh, what? Sh- you know Shinji's gets uh you know a, a phallic thing stuck into it. Uh- <laughs> you want to know what my theory is? My theory is that Neon Genesis Evangelion Hideaki Anno's Wild Ride 
is directly <laughs> responsible for an entire generation of people's weird internet kinks. <laughs> there's there's people being eaten. There's that one episode where Asuka's suit gets inflated. There's all yes. the weird pregnancy stuff. Listen, I'm just saying. I think it's yes. like Evangelion and Alien, and it's just like this <laughs> entire generation of really weird internet art. I I mean, it's not even really a, a generation at this point. It's just like since the internet was conceived. <laughs> Please don't say the word conceived. <laughs> I hate it. You don't you don't like my appropriate terminology. No, I I just just uh, I'm fucking distressed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, say, <laughs> I'll say that um i'll say that uh ava has definitely had i think probably the most impact on on anime since like uh, uh disney because <laughs> you know that's that's where uh that's where uh you know tezuka got his stuff that's all disney mm. stuff I didn't know um, that. Oh, did you not? Okay, so no. basically a lot of Tezuka's, like, um, like Osama Tezuka's, like, influence comes from yes. Disney cartoons. Uh, um, and the that reason, makes sense. Yeah, the reason that that Astro Boy looks like that is because Tezuka was really into, like, Bambi and the really big, like, cartoonish eyes. So he was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do that, but on a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, he was also a big furry, but, you know, whatever. Oh, you know. It just happens. <laughs> Listen, can you imagine if you died and you were, like, the god of manga, and then mm-hmm. somebody looked through your, like, posthumous drawings and they were just, like, pictures of sexy mouse ladies? Because that's what happened with him, by the way. <laughs> you guys, prepare for your death. Burn all your porn. <laughs> Please, just burn all of it before you go. Just do the world a favor. Delete your history. De- just delete your laptop from existence. Just <laughs> prepare. Can you believe that the god, the god of manga, was yeah. a furry? I mean, <laughs> I, I can, it. I can believe that. Really, I strongly believe it. That's true. <laughs> it's a, it is it is quite interesting that that Disney is basically the reason that anime exists as it does. Hmm. Because people people in the West look at anime now and just like, what is that? Japanese yeah. animations? Question mark. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that like Ava, I think had probably one of the biggest impacts. There's like, there's an undeniable like whether you like it or not. There's an undeniable um, amount of influence that it has certainly. Oh, absolutely. Not not even in like. Uh, sort of just the well this is how you do popular character archetypes ways uh, mm-hmm. in as much as like this is how you make complicated like fleshed out characters and the way that it uses uh, the like weird sort of filtered screen real life pictures is really interesting and yes, it's I think the reason that shows like Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei and the Tatami Galaxy exist it's it's probably because of Ava. Mm. I I think that the Tatami Galaxy uh, especially has a lot of the the like weird Ava influence uh, on it. But that's like that's a discussion for another time. I I love that anime. 
Okay, um, I, I never actually watched Tommy Galaxy, so oh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make you watch it. Don't worry. Okay, okay, we'll have that talk another time we'll, then. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that at some point. Okay. I, I, it was just on the mind because I was thinking about it recently, but um, even even things that come out like nowadays, um, like recreators, is like very heavily uh, Ava yeah. influenced. Yeah, I mean, people compare Madoka to Ava all the time because oh, they're both deconstructions yeah. of their genres, right? Absolutely. <laughs> they're both, yeah. like, really dark deconstructions. Um, they both mm-hmm. feature uh, very well-fleshed-out characters. And mm-hmm. um, I think what's really interesting about Madoka is that through the, the like, time-traveling thing that Homura yes. does, um, yes. it actually allows us to get a like a 3D rendering of a character just mm-hmm. in the fact that we get to see their interactions over and over again mm-hmm. uh, in different situations. It's one, So that's one of the reasons I really like the Tommy Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, after the first episode, they rewind time and then start again. Oh! <laughs> and so essentially throughout the series, you're building up these portraits in your mind and okay. in the main character's mind uh, of, mm-hmm. of these characters that he comes into contact with, these like people, and he gets these really cool, like different facets of their personalities which is so good but this Ooh. i mean we're not talking about the tummy galaxy so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put a lid on that one i love i love that series it's one of my favorite anime of all time okay. but whatever i'm gonna put a lid on that for now i'm gonna put a lid on that for now um yeah is is that all is all we have for for ava i i think so who well okay who would you what type of anime watcher would you describe or would you recommend this series to? Like if it was just, you know, just someone out there, what kind of audience would you recommend this series to? I would recommend Ava to pretty much everybody, but I would I would describe it differently every time. So <laughs> So I mean, here's here's the thing, right? Like I would I would say that Ava is essentially unskippable if you're interested in uh tracking the influence of uh, the influence of certain anime or like the trend of anime as as an Mm -hmm. industry or Mm -hmm. or as a culture you have to watch ava like there's just just no getting around it i mean yeah that would be like not watching akira like what are you doing (laughs) oh akira (laughs) i would also recommend it to people that are interested in like shows that are a little bit darker but Mm -hmm are full of very compelling and very well-fleshed-out characters. Yes. Uh, if you're sick and tired of mech shows, watch it. If oh, yes. you're really into H.R. Giger, uh, just watch it. Like, you, you, you <laughs> might find something you like. There's a lot of phallic in it. It happens. <laughs> there's there's phallics. <laughs> if you like anime, watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to find a demographic I wouldn't recommend this to except for actual 14 year olds <laughs> if you're if you're 14 and below don't watch <laughs> no 14 no year olds allowed uh, yeah. you'll accidentally get into vor oh yeah uh you know <laughs> all right well i'll, I'll turn um, the question back on you okay uh i would recommend this to anyone who likes to likes anime that likes to make them think right like I know a lot of people who, when they watch an anime, they don't they want to s- shut their brains off, and that's why they get turned off by psychological series like this. So if you're into something that has very cool imagery, has a very compelling storyline, and also makes you question 
life in general because there's some existential crises in in this series quite often uh, just all the time definitely it's, check it that's out that's all it is it's, it's just yeah. existential crises it you know <laughs> all right yeah okay cool so this has been awesome um let's figure out what's happening right now in the world of anime that we could talk about uh, to to leave off the podcast with okay so i'm sure that we're going to do like an in-depth look into all of the things that we watched but fall fall 2017 that core is ending uh we're yes. about to go into winter yes Dude, we, we're definitely going to have a introduction to the winter 2018 anime Oh my god, podcast. there's going to be so many. We have our work cut out for us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about what we've been watching. Yeah, sure. Obviously, we've been watching Gintama. There's one episode left. That's Dude! Just, <laughs> Dude! I can't, I, can't, I can't describe enough how much I love Gintama, but I think that's another episode, actually. That is... That will be another episode for anyone. Dude, Gitaba is just like one of those series where not a lot of people, I would say, are into it, but the ones who are into it are like, they're ride or die. <laughs> God, Gintama is 100% the most ride or die series on the planet, I think. <laughs> the the sort of hurdle you have to get over to get into it is very oh, high, but it after it's just hurdle. smooth sailing. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we are watching... Or I'm actually about to finish because at some point the last episode will come out of Kino no Tabi, the, the remake. Ooh, my favorite anime of all time. It was really good. Yes, it's so good. The The original series came out like 14 years ago, I want to say. Yeah, we'll have to watch it because I haven't seen yeah. the original. But You haven't seen the original? Okay. Yeah. But the the um, the current season, very good, I will say. Um, the stories still oh, yes. really hold up. Yes. Because it's um, very well set up to be like an anthology sort of. Yeah. Different and it's, stories. It's, it's not, you don't have to have watched the original series to enjoy it because it's episodic. Like each episode is its own story. Also, it, also it's like a remake. So they, they just tread over the same ground anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like two of the episodes are the same thing, but prettier. <laughs> I think that it suffers a little bit from like unfortunate CG use sometimes. <laughs> <gasps> but it other, hurts me. but otherwise, it's really good. I would, I would give it a yes. watch. Kino is my big favorite. Kino is a good, a good protagonist for sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't been watching it because I'm waiting for somebody. But uh, Mahutsukai no Yome, the Ancient Magus Bride, is a beautiful. I haven't watched it yet. I'm Aww. so excited to watch it when it finishes. I would definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely watch it. It's it's beautiful. I I follow the mm -hmm. manga. Uh, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It has, I think, some of the best sort of uh, like storybook imagery. I would say um, it's mm -hmm. uh, there were some the visual effects for that one manga anime about the witch. I don't remember the name of. Had really good visual effects. This this is like on par with that uh, at least. Like Little Witch Academia. No, it's not Little Witch Academia. Or... It's about uh, like a yeah, witchcraft works. That's it. That's it. That's the. Oh okay okay. Um, witchcraft works. Some of it can be kind of, eh, but it the visual spectacle is is beautiful. Even in the manga, it's like mm. gorgeously and um okay. rendered. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we finished Mahojin Guru Guru, which was coming from last uh, <gasps> last year, and. 
God, if you're not watching that anime, you just, you have to be. There's no reason not to be. It's adorable. It's beautiful. It touched me in all of the feeling places. <laughs> like, it's definitely a kid's anime, but parents will enjoy it too type of thing. Or even all the ages in between and older and younger. It's such a good, wholesome anime. <laughs> there is nothing bad I can say about that anime. I love it a lot. It's very cute. And also cute. actually really funny. So. Yes, and it's it's a it's also a remake of a much older. Yeah, that's from like uh, the '90s. Series. Yes, yes, I grew up with the original. And Gosh, I was so you're so old. You're so old. Don't say that. <laughs> They'll find okay. out how old I am. <laughs> it's okay. You're not that old. You're not that old. Well, you're a baby, so you don't get to call me old. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> so uh, I know you haven't been watching because we stopped watching after the first episode. But I have. I've been binging uh, Netju no Susume. Dude, I started catching up on it. Oh my it. god, like it's so cute. I'm like three or four. It's so cute. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> I was, I think this is an example of an anime where the first episode is kind of shaky, but the others yes. are really good. It has a lot I of agree. heart. It has a lot of heart yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. It's also really cute seeing a thirty-year-old woman fall in love. Let's be real. I love. I love it. her. It's just like they they comment about her being old and stuff, and then she's just you know she just lives her life, and you want to watch her live her life because thirty-year-olds can fall in love too. Japan. <laughs> also, I love I love that she's just like I have I have maybe these feelings for this this online person I believe to be a girl, gay icon. Yes. What a gay icon. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we watched a bunch of other stuff, but we we ended up dropping it. I really, I really do want to catch up on um, Hoseki no Kuni, because it's mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. prettier than the PV let on. So we kind of missed it. Yes. Which is really sad because it's actually really pretty. It is pretty. Like for for a CG show, I think it's probably one of the most like visually astounding, uh, consistently um, yes. shows. It's like very mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. So I do. I, feel like I definitely want to catch up to that. I hear it's sad. I hear there's sad, sad feels. Don't say that. No, I don't want to be. It's fine. No. Uh, we we obviously dropped Black Clover. <laughs> because if you didn't realize, couldn't. we, we might have dropped it after the first episode. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle that, it. That's too much of a hurdle. That was a hurt. That was just a wall. <laughs> we also we also dropped um, Juni Tyson. Despite the fact that it, Man. I think, is actually not bad for what it is. I just hate that bunny guy so much. He distresses me. You don't like Tokyo Ghoul Bunny Man? Every time like I look at that shorts. character, I can feel my inside shriveling. I do give a small scream every time he pops on screen because <laughs> I, I'm distressed. <laughs> <laughs> just a small, like, Arr! Yeah, exactly. It's some kind of like, why? Type of scream. We got a couple episodes into Kujira no Kora, which... I really wanted to watch because mud whales, but we just kind of lost track of. I do want to go back and watch some of it again, or at the very least, like try to catch up. Yeah, I'm I'm vaguely interested in where the story is going because they keep presenting more and more mysteries. Yeah, I want to know. What's, I want to. I want to know what's up. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we dropped Urahara because it was mundane. Not even in a. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I. It wasn't even mundane. It was just boring i don't know i felt like i was was watching very aesthetically pleasing but oh very uh, pretty very pretty yeah but it felt like i was watching a show aimed at five-year-olds 
it felt like I was watching like someone tried to conceive like an artist's portfolio and, and put it and just make it into a story somehow like the imagery was there way before the story was kind of thing <laughs> yeah and then the story is just very not interesting the characters aren't that great I would say if you mm. really liked uh, what it looks like just watch like yes. paprika or Ooh, paprika. um summer wars or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. the first digimon movie which is just summer wars again <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it has digimon in it listen <laughs> it's the same movie some of those shots are literally the same shot but it's okay because it's a movie so good that they made it twice mm-hmm. and i mean there was other stuff we watched king's game was just eh. It was like it, it, it was like battle royale, except the king is yeah. a horny boy. <laughs> All he wanted to do was watch the people king, fuck. The king is a voyeur. <laughs> he just wanted to watch people fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's a popular manga, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too sold on it. It was just too personal. edge boy nonsense. But also, the king yeah. was like a big horny boy. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other two shows that we, we uh, picked up but never finished, um, Shoujo Shimatsu Ryoko. I'm also interested in watching the rest of that because I think it is good. I think it just suffers from being in the same core as Kino because they're very similar types of shows. Yeah, yeah. But with kind of opposite premises. I, I do want to go back and watch it because I think it's aesthetically very my thing. I, r- okay. I really like the sort of weird post-apocalypse but like the peaceful post-apocalypse, I'm really into that. Yeah, it uh, it's yeah. I I I think having it with Kino was a bad idea. If and also if it was with Made in Abyss, that would have also been a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, God, Made in Abyss was good if a little bit distressing. Only like a lot distressing. It was a lot of <laughs> distressing. But yeah, we can we can talk more about that. Uh, Garo Vanishing Line. We also watched an episode of that. There was a titty demon, and he punched it a lot. And then he henshined, which was weird. Like that was honestly, I I don't know what I was expecting from this anime, but really that was not it. It was just so weird. We had to drop it. We just didn't have time. I kind of wanna I kind of wanna pick it back up oh again, God. if only because it's very aesthetically okay. great. Listen, we can but... we can go back and do a dive into it. Um, and see all of the weird CG transformations. I want to see him transform. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk uh, about? Anything else did, on the... Did, did we mention Shokugeki? Shokugeki was good. Yes. Well, I liked it better than I think you did. Season. Well, it, it was the... Yeah, it's the third season. Um, it was fine. Um, I just... You know, I did my usual, like, ranting at the end of it because I didn't appreciate the season finale very much. <laughs> I, I do think that the season finale episode was, like, I think they cut it at a weird place because I really, I mean, I guess it's fine where they cut it because they wanted uh-huh. to cut it at that specific revelation. Yeah. But I'd, it's just, you know. I'd have much preferred it if they kept, um... If they had cut it after the the high of of best boy Ryo Kurokiba's battle, because mm. God, he's my best. I think boy. they wanted it to be on a cliffhanger. I think so you know, too. They, um, it also yeah. sets them up really nicely to just immediately dive into 
the next couple of arcs, which okay. come one after another, so... Okay. Yeah, like, it's kind of... It's hard to separate them from each other, so I think that's probably why they cut it mm. here. All right. I'm looking forward to that, because I, I actually think it's good. I think that Shokugeki for being a cooking show ramps up the stakes in a really, like, good way. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't necessarily have to talk about like you know Yukihira getting expelled because he's almost always getting expelled, <laughs> but I, 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 the the Nakiri family drama I think is actually is actually um, I I, I like it because uh, okay. I think it sets. Well, um, yeah. I mean I know you don't, but I think it, it sets no, up yeah, the tension I mean, really well. I I believe you that it will get better kind of thing. So I mean I'm definitely gonna watch the next season whenever that comes out. So yeah. Uh, I okay I'm really excited about this because. Uh, I was streaming a little bit of Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles 4 is coming out. Ooh. I'm so very excited for it. It's coming out for the Switch. I've not played any of them, so. And other, <laughs> you know, other uh, platforms, but mm, the Switch is uh-huh. the one that I own, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. for that. Um, nice. I've been, playing, I've been playing through one. It's real good. Real good. Yeah? I love it. I think I own it. I just haven't played it oh, yet. Oh, definitely so. play it. Um, and I think that's that's probably that's probably it. Uh, Renu, where can we find you on the internet? Oh my god, I have like everything now because I do art and stuff. But I'm on Twitter, and Twitch, and uh, Tumblr, and uh, even freaking Pinterest. All at Swandron. S W A N D R A W N. I even have an Instagram. It's Swan drawn <laughs> amazing uh, i put all my art stuff there yeah i know it's great and if you want to find out where i post all my weeb stuff that's not art related slash kind of is um i'm also i have a second personal twitter account called at renu party r-e-n-u-n-u-p-a-r-t-y um what else is going on? i've been streaming yakuza zero on my twitch if you want to hear me rant and rave at being a japanese gangster come by (laughs) slash get my boy catfished also a very important priority (laughs) also you jingle jangle shoes i have jingle jangle shoes we're almost at the finale uh we're just at the mini game grinding part of it so there's that beautiful yeah what about you sue where where can we find you you can find me at all of the places uh at literal soup that is (laughs) l-i-t-e-r-a-l S-O-U-P. Yeah. I usually hang out on Twitter, and I'm around, I guess. You're around? I sort of exist when I'm not drowning in school. Yeah. Because I need to study on how to read texts so that I can come back and be like, hey, did you know that anime? <laughs> did you know this anime is a text? <laughs> that's That's what I'm doing. Um, if, if I'm on a place, it's at literal soup. Okay. Just, just, he just open up a can of soup. There he is. Listen, you just, I'm at soup. <laughs> Have I told you that that's my dream? One day, one day I will be recognized as at soup. I want it. I want you to be the meme. I am, I am the meme. Uh, you can actually find me, um, on Mastodon at dice.camp at soup. Because you oh know, God. I'm I'm living I'm living my best life. <laughs> All right, cool. 
Well, thank you everyone for joining us for our first episode of the Atcast. Um, I hope we'll see you again next time and for more uh, weeb talk, anime talk, game talk. We'll probably be talking about the new season of anime coming out next time. Goodbye. I'm waving, but Goodbye. you can't. I'm waving, but you can't see it. Oh, oh, the soup is waving at you guys. Just, just, just wave back. <laughs>